I'm here with the beautiful, the immaculate, sunshine of my existence, Paige Smith. Yes, that's me. Hello. It's you. <laughs> Hello. Uh, I have been, I mean, I think I, I mentioned you in the first pod with Chance. You did. Yeah. You guys did, and it made my whole life better. Uh-huh. So we, we mentioned you in the first pod and how I was so excited to get you on this podcast, and now it's here. It's, it's here. It's happening. And all the big fans are like, finally, we've been waiting to meet Paige. Yeah. All of the horrible pod fans. Exactly. All the 8-7 Central fans, they're yeah. like, when is Paige going to be they're here? Like, we've heard her talk about movies, but we want to hear her talk about about love yeah it's what all the fans want mm-hmm. it's what the fans want so so you're welcome fans we're doing we're it here. for you guys <laughs> so here on love junk we do let the guests pick the poison and anything is on the table except for gin and that's right we do not drink gin here on love junk if you, if want, you want to, to drink, drink gin, gin on a podcast then start your own podcast <laughs> guys i am also a fan of love drunk <laughs> See, this is fantastic because uh, we've only recently gotten to the point to where people are recording having listened to other episodes. Exactly. Um, this is special. Yeah. So it was great because when I recorded with Ross uh, last week, he he already knew everything. I was trying to go over stuff and he's yeah. like, yeah, no, 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 I know. He is, <laughs> he is, honestly, I thought he was Love Drunk's number one fan, but you might give him a I might win. Also... Can I say this? Yeah. This is the first podcast we've recorded since Charlotte turned 25. Oh my God. You're it a new is. Woman now. I'm a brand new woman. I thought we were going to do the last podcast of 24, but it's yeah. so much better to do the first podcast of 25. It, it, truly, is. it truly is. And um, it's, it's funny because, uh, dear listeners, I got food poisoning like mm-hmm. three, four days before my birthday. And so I truly feel like I left literally everything. Yeah. In 24. But I that- left all of myself I got it all out of my system and now we're we're brand new absolutely I feel I'm such a birthday snob Mm -hmm. as are you we are probably the biggest birthday fans yeah of everyone we know yeah and it's like that I can't believe you had such a magical 25th birthday where it's like you are really starting anew Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like I had like a weird amount of luck and then yeah and I looked so skinny in all those pictures (laughs) I was like oh look at this girl we hung out on Charlotte's birthday and we were taking a bunch of pictures and she's Mm -hmm. like thank goodness I had food poisoning (laughs) it was a joke she was kidding it was a joke and she said that then and we all knew yes I've had food poisoning two times in the last couple years and it is literally the worst experience and if you never I I pray that no one who listens to this podcast ever gets food poisoning because it is so awful no yeah Yeah. I've never knock on wood never had food Mm -hmm. poisoning uh but if you recognize Paige's beautiful siren-esque voice my annoying voice I don't know why I have (laughs) podcasts I hate listening to myself well, I love listening to you enough for the both of us, so whatever, it's fine. Um, but if you recognize Paige's voice, you might be a listener of a horrible podcast. With Chance Stewart. With our good friend Chance Stewart. And then also you have a DCOM, Disney Channel original movie podcast. I do. It's called 8-7 Central. Mm-hmm. If you're looking it up, if you're already like team Paige. And, He's like, got, like, they've got the <laughs> they phone out. They're looking for it. Yeah, it's 
it's called 8-7 Central. It's 8 spelled out, E-I-G-H-T, the number 7, and then Central. Mm-hmm. And so. so you just, you review um, Disney Channel original yeah. movies. Yeah. Which someone had to do it, honestly. I mean, it's about time. Yeah. That's what I've always said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so this is also sort of, so this is a fun kind of crazy experience because I told you about this idea for the podcast a long time ago, but yeah. you were sort of in a place to where you weren't ready to do it I didn't yet. feel like talking about love, you know? Yeah, she wasn't She wasn't really feeling like talking about love. And I think that that is funny because when I first had the idea for this podcast, uh, I was definitely sad girl, had just moved to L.A., yeah. was like lonely sad girl, yeah. wanted to, you know, commiserate about love more, more so than... You know, rejoice, rejoice in it it. exactly, and then so I had this original idea, and then I never really got around to to recording it because I didn't have a mic and I didn't really have you know I didn't really have the means to doing it, and then um, I started seeing Bumble Boy uh, for about a month, and then during that time things were going really well, and I was seeing someone, and I was like, oh, this could possibly lead to something, so it would just be interesting to kind of come into it from an entirely different perspective of someone who was like, love is great, and I love love or whatever you know and then uh and then that just went down in flames so you know (laughs) also I just want to say this I want your listeners to feel a little more connected to you I didn't even know Bumble Boy's real name until maybe a week ago and she said it and I was like who is that she said Bumble Boy was it at at my party I think it was yeah it was very recent to the point where I was like, Charlotte, I I'm I know a lot about your life, but I don't know who this guy is. Yeah. She's like, oh yeah, Bumble Boy. Well, so she doesn't just use code names on this <laughs> podcast. It's in real life too. But that's also so anyone on my on my sheet of code names, they all have real names except for the two most recent people I was involved with, which were Bumble Boy and Child Bride, and I called both of them that oh. in life. Like yeah, truly yes. I just like didn't for some reason I don't know. I don't really know why I didn't I use their name. It names. creates like a distance yeah. thing. It's like a comfort. Uh-huh. It's like a little barrier. Yeah. Where you're not using their real name. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think I, I only it. I only use Bumble Boy's real name with my roommates. And, and I think that, that was Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm just guessing. I don't I don't know. I was never I there. had to think back. Um I don't <laughs> even know but well that's that kind of brings up another funny thing is that I don't know if I ever heard him say my actual name. Because we were just, but but think about it, really, when you're with someone, you know, and yeah. and it, it was it was a casual thing, and we were only together for about a month, and so you know, if it, it would make sense if we were both at like a party or at right. a, a crowded bar where he yelled my name across the room mm-hmm. to get my attention, but you know, we met through Bumble. Bumble, and then it was also Bumble is so strange because you don't get their last name. Yeah, that's I see. I've never done the apps. Oh, I have never, okay. So this is a new perspective. <laughs> I've literally never been on a dating app, and it's mm-hmm. even a joke on one of my podcasts where it's like, we should get Paige a Tinder. Like, that is an ongoing thing, but I've just never... So I don't know. I, and everyone talks about the, the like, the politics of it, and, uh-huh. like, the... Uh, just how you... I don't know. It's so interesting Yeah, how you me. navigate these things. Yeah. Well, it's... So So the weirdest thing for me is is he was the first Bumble date I'd ever gone on ever. Yeah. And my weird... Like, the thing that I did not like was the weirdest part about it. And I remember I was getting ready. I went to drinks with Jordan and Chance. And mm-hmm. I was telling them about it. And I was so nervous. And Jordan was like, what? Just go. Like, it's going to be fine. Just go. And I told her that the weirdest thing about it, it was like, I've never seen this person... In person, mm-hmm. 
I've only ever seen his pictures, and now I'm going to walk into a bar and recognize him from his photo. Like, I've never heard his voice. I've yeah, never yeah. seen him. I don't know how, like, he looked tall in his pictures, and he is tall, but, like, I never, like, I didn't know how tall he was. Yeah. So that, the weirdest thing was going to a bar and trying to recognize a stranger. From their picture. From their picture. Yeah, that, I'm. it's interesting to mm-hmm. me as an outsider as well, just never having to have done that. Yeah. Where it's like, when I meet a person, there is immediately chemistry or there's not. Yeah. So it's crazy to me that you would have to go on a date with this boy if there is potentially uh-huh. no chemistry. Like, yeah. it's fascinating. And I found that out through, because right after Bumble Boy, I was like, gotta get, gotta hop back on and gotta figure it out. And so I went on uh, three first dates in a week. Oh my god! And it was awful. It was yeah. so bad. I only ever, I, I only saw one of them again. And, um, he, but that's the thing is, is I went out and I was like, he's fine and I like him well enough, but mm-hmm. I really, I was kind of neither here nor there. But then the other two dates I had gone on, I was like, nope. And I, and I had kind of come to that conclusion within five minutes of the date. Yes. But that I was sure stuck on the date. Exactly. Because anytime I've met someone that I mm-hmm. would have dated or not, it's like I know right away and they yeah. pick up on the signals and I pick up on their signals and it's like, we're not into this. And we, you know, kindly then say Then you goodbye. go your separate ways yeah. and you're like, all right, cool. When you're on a date, you can't then. just be like, mm, never mind. Uh-huh. Should have yeah. swiped left. Yeah. You know, like I can't imagine. And I would just, Truly. like, I don't like people a lot, so I feel like I would just be miserable on, like, a Tinder date. Yeah, it, it, I definitely lucked out, uh, on the first date I went on because I really did like this guy. I think that that's so funny that I never actually used his name with you. But I yeah. did kind of go mm-hmm. through, uh, what, the reason I was talking to you about him was because I had creeped on him one final time. Mm-hmm. Just because he had been brought up in the podcast, I had been thinking about it, I was sort of For like, sure. alright, what's going on? And then I just sort of, I had a little bit more, uh, closure on the subject, which yeah. I needed to give myself. I, I wasn't expecting anything from him, but I kind of looked at it and was like, oh, here's what you're up to right now, and like, I, I, I more understood why he was not in a position to look for something serious, sure. I guess. And I was like, oh, I would not have fit into your life in yeah. this way. Um, which, you know, at the time I was I was really sad about it. But then I was kind of able to look at it and be like, oh, this, yeah, no, this wouldn't have worked out and here's why. Yes. And it was this weird kind of like months after the fact, months after the fact. And mm-hmm. and I was really honestly over it. But yeah. still kind of looking into it, it kind of was nailed. I think the, the fact that you even maybe this is just like a no, yeah. certain person kind of thing, but like mm-hmm. the fact that you were even looking at his, like creeping on him again, proves mm-hmm. that you were over it. Like anybody that I'm still like not over, I would never go and look at their social media. Yeah, like no. that would just make me so sad. So like you obviously were over him to take those steps to see what he's up to. That makes me, that makes me feel better about it. Cause also Good. he, cause I've mentioned this before that he's in a band and he does his, so I was honestly kind of like, what's the band up to? Like, are they, are they <laughs> like really still good. coming? I'd love to go to a show sometime. <laughs> oh my God. I would, I would never, I actually, I did like their music, which is bad enough. And I, I, the other day I had one of their songs stuck in my head and I was mm-hmm. like, no, <laughs> get out of oh, here. yeah, no, that's not Yeah, good. <laughs> it was the song, yeah, no, it was, mm, mm. no, no, no. Don't listen to their music unless you're super invested. In, yeah, in, unless you're in like boy. in love and, uh-huh. and crap. <laughs> yeah, in love and crap. But speaking of love, here's yeah. my, here's, here's a question for you. Sure. Uh, Paige Smith, yeah. do you believe in love? I do believe in love. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I can say with 100% confidence that I have never experienced romantic love. Okay. But things like, I look at my parents, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, they are so obviously in love. Yeah. That I'm like, okay, for sure, there's love. I don't think everybody is meant to fall in love, maybe, but I do believe that it exists. That is so funny. I just like very slowly <laughs> gripped pages me. me because that I I do kind of agree with that. Mm-hmm. I feel like debate me on it if you don't. Well, like, but no, but that's <laughs> yeah. but the thing is, I so agree with you and that, and and y- I think it's so funny because I don't think I've ever heard anyone else say this, but I don't necessarily think love is something that everyone gets. I you, yeah, for sure, yeah. I agree with that. I don't think it's. I think it's wonderful, and uh-huh. I think it's great. And I a thousand percent think you can live a successful life and a happy life without ever falling in love. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think it's like, that is, so many people look at it as like, this is the end game. Yeah. And to a lot of people, it, it is. That's mm-hmm. the most important thing is finding a soulmate. But I think you can live like a happy life and not ever find romantic love. Yeah. You know? That's so, yeah. No, that's great. Because that was also, that was kind of a, a hard opinion that I sort of based this podcast off of because when the original ideas were well first of all I wanted to start a podcast because I love hearing myself talk <laughs> so we'll just be real here I love, I, you love hearing yourself talk like that that's so because do I, you you hate hearing yourself talk I you have like, two podcasts I know. page and it's it's so interesting because most of the time I can listen to eight seven central most mm-hmm. of the, like but I can't get through an episode of a horrible podcast for some reason, I can't. Well, it's so funny because talk about horror movies. <laughs> well, I uh, chance sent me the first couple episodes before they had gone up, oh, and they were not good in the beginning. They <laughs> they were okay. The mistake Chance and I made. Sorry, this is for the horrible podcast fans out there. The mistake we made was mm-hmm. I texted Chance before we never had a podcast, uh-huh. and I was like, I want to rewatch all of the Saw movies before the new Saw movie comes out, mm-hmm. and he was like, That's great. I will absolutely do that with you, and we should record it. So that was the beginning of a horrible podcast. Uh Uh-huh. So the first seven episodes are the Saw movies. Yeah. those are not movies that you can talk about for a long time. It's a lot of recap, just because Uh that's the way they're born. So it's like, anytime I tell someone to listen to the podcast, I'm like, start with like a horror movie you like. Like, (laughs) Pick, you know. But that's also something that I like about, um, you know, theme podcasts and yours and mine is you can kind of start anywhere Mm -hmm. and it's the gist you're not really like kind of growing with these people like we're all just sort of for sure yeah um well I think that I loved it just because I first of all have seen all of the Saw movies and so so you would probably be into those yeah so I was into those a lot of recap that's the the negative of it yeah but (laughs) it has to be but it was funny because also you and Chance were my really good friend and I friends and I had (laughs) this feeling it was so strange because I was listening to it as I was doing other things I think I was like applying for jobs or something and I was listening to it and then I paused it for some reason and I suddenly realized I was alone because with with you and Chance I'm so used to hanging out with you and you know hearing and and all that I I truly I guess I had convinced my brain that I was in a room with two of my friends yes. and then when I was when I'd stopped listening to it I was like oh oh I'm oh, alone like, this yeah. is so strange no I have to I have to tell you when uh Love Drunk the very first episode came out I didn't mm-hmm. listen to it the day it came out uh-huh. but there was it was in like this time where I was just like I don't know going through something I don't even know and I became super dependent on my friends yeah and like they like anytime I was like sad I would just text one of my friends and they would be there for me and it was so great and I had never like 
had that before. I've been, always been very independent. Mm-hmm. And there was one night and I couldn't fall asleep. And I was like, I'm going to turn on Love Drunk. And I listened to you guys. And it literally, I felt like I was there with you guys. And it was so comforting. It was a little like, just like security blanket of like, I fell asleep to like y'all's voices. That sounds oh so gosh. like, no, no, no. <laughs> Way too like romantic for what no, I mean. But, like, no, know, I completely. And that's another thing that I, I really love about this is because, you know, when I was talking to Mitch, we talked a lot about familial love and then also uh, uh, platonic love and how there are so many important, you know, there's so many important aspects to love. And yes, romantic love is like the the fantasy. That's what people the, think of when they think of love. They yeah, think of, exactly. you know, who they're going to marry. Like uh-huh. that is the go-to. Yeah, for and sure. And of course, when I, when I get into my sad girl phases, I'm like, I've never been loved in my entire <laughs> life. And then I look and I go, no, a lot of people yeah. have loved me, just That's, not in this specific way. This, that not, not exactly what you're talking about, mm-hmm. but something that I debate a lot with people or that I bring up a lot with people because I was a film major. So I talk about, you know, representation and all that stuff. And one thing that we never see on TV or in movies, like, is platonic love between a straight man and a straight woman. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of other issues we have to deal with in movies oh, yeah. first. For yeah, sure. Of course. But when you think about it, like, there are, you cannot name a show where there's a guy and a girl who aren't attracted to each other, at mm-hmm. least a little bit. And it's something I'm very passionate about. Like, it bothers me because my my friendships I have with males mm-hmm. mean so much to me. Yeah. And there are so many boys who I would never kiss. Mm-hmm. Could not if you paid me. Like, but they're <laughs> I'm like, don't love, get too close to my face or else I'll freak exa- out. That love, like, matters. And those mm-hmm. stories are never told. Like, I love When Harry Met Sally. Mm-hmm. Love that movie. And the theme of the movie is can guys and girls just be friends? And I hate the last five minutes of it because I feel like it is saying, no, they can't. No. And it bothers me so much. And you've probably seen this uh, fucking Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr post where it's like, boys and girls can never just be friends. They either were in love, are in love, or will be in love someday, or some shit like that. And it makes me so angry. And this is... I think it's funny because actually before we started recording this podcast, um, you were coming w- with your code names, and I mm-hmm. made a Harry Potter reference mm-hmm. and uh, was teased about it, not seriously, but no, of was course not. not seriously at all. But I love. Know. I said that is great. That's such a deep cut, and anybody who knows Harry Potter will know who understand exactly. You're exactly. About. They will so decode it. <laughs> they'll be able to decode that. Yeah, but it's funny. So I actually was. Uh, so Natalie, until recently, had only seen, like, two of the movies. Oh, my gosh. And so when they came out on HBO in this apartment, we were like, we got to sit down. We got to watch all the movies. And mm-hmm. I grew up reading, like, learned how to read with those books. Like, my mom and I read them together. Yeah. And so Harry Potter is always something that's really, really close, near and dear to my heart. And I'm, you know, might make some enemies here. But growing up, I was always very big into Harry Hermione. I thought that they were going to, like... Which is what J.K. Rowling wanted. That was her intention, she said. Yeah, exactly. And so when Ron and Hermione got together, I was like, whoa, 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 no. I don't like this. This isn't, this doesn't make any sense to me. I felt like there was really no evidence. And then even as recently as rereading the books when I was like 18 or 19, I read them again and I was like, there's so much more evidence about Harry and Hermione being together. Like, they understand each other so much better. I love them, like, I like them so much better together. And then it's, it's funny because after I read... Or after I watched the movies again, 
I actually found all the books online. And, mm. you know, I do a lot of temp reception jobs here and there. And yeah. so when, you know, I'm sitting not doing anything, I was able to pull up the books. Yeah. And I've actually, re- I'm like halfway through the seventh book right now. Oh so I, I reread the series. Yeah. But it's so funny because a change that I've gone through recently, and I think it was just, I hadn't read those books since I went to UT, went to college, made a lot of my very, very good guy friends. Yeah. I reread them and realized like, oh no, Harry and Hermione's platonic relationship is so important to me. Yeah. And it truly, and it's so funny because up until, you know, 18 or 19, Mm -hmm. I was like, if a boy and a girl are that close, they should date. And then now I'm realizing the importance of these platonic friendships. I feel like we are a little bit opposite in that way Mm -hmm. because all of my good friends, not all of them, most of my good friends from high school were boys. Mm -hmm. Okay. I made my very best friend in the world, Leslie. Mm -hmm. She's a girl. My very best friend ever. We're celebrating 10 years of friendship this year. We are friends from high school and from middle school. Um, but honestly, every other friend from high school is a guy. And I didn't make good girlfriends until college. And so growing up with these boyfriends from high school that mm-hmm. it's like, I don't want to date any of them. That's why I'm so passionate about the subject. Yeah. It's like, no, we can just be friends. And uh-huh. there's zero sexual tension. Like, Well, I, I it makes me so... I. I kind of see the problem in this as well, but one of my very good friends, I've mentioned him on the podcast before, Al, uh, he is dating a man. He identifies as gay. And he and I have known each other since we were five years old. We were in the, yeah, we were in the same, we grew up in the same neighborhood. We went to elementary school together. Yeah. Yeah. So we have been friends for such a long time, about a decade or two decades now. And, um, I feel this weird need. He was in Anaheim for a business trip for his work recently, Mm -hmm. and I drove to Anaheim, and he was staying in a hotel. Totally fluke. He ended up getting a room to himself with an extra bed, so he's like, come and, like, sleep over. So we lived our sweet life of Al and Charlotte (laughs) fantasies. Like, we were straight up like, yes. That's incredible. It was amazing. We, like, walked to downtown Disney and had dinner and just talked. It was so amazing. But I... Whenever I was telling anyone who isn't familiar with the relationship about that, I'd be like, oh, yeah, like, my friend Al was visiting, and I slept over, and he's gay, he has a boyfriend, he's practically engaged. And I felt, like, a need to justify it because I'm so irritated by people who... Because even when Al and I were in high school, I had a couple people be like, oh, you two are going to get married. Like, you two are going to... Blah, blah, blah. And we would have conversations where we'd say, you know, it'd be super great if we could just date each other. It would be so much easier. Because <laughs> yeah, there would be times sure. where we'd both be so heartbroken and kind of be sitting there and being like, why can't we just... <sighs> yeah. I don't want to kiss you. You're gross. But, like, not to other people. You're great to other people, just not to me. Mm-hmm. So you always kind of have the need. And I'm sure you, with your friends in high school and, you know, being friends with a lot of boys, I'm sure you had to deal with this, too, with people being like, oh... Which one do you like? Which one are you? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I had a friend just come visit me recently. My mm-hmm. friend Zach, real name. <laughs> we didn't come up with codenames for my friends. Um, but we were friends in high school. We've been friends for like six years now. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing the math. But very good friends. He's straight. I'm straight. There has literally never been anything there. We one time were dared to kiss each other and we couldn't do it. Like that is how little we are attracted to each other. But he came to visit me out in LA and we hung out with a friend of mine and my friend's my my friend was like asking him all these questions as if he was gay and literally later brought it up and was like, 
but you are gay to my friend. Oh, and I was like, no. he's not. He literally just assumed that my friend was gay because we were, you know, You're so close. You know? Yeah. And he could not imagine that two straight people could be friends and not be attracted to each other at all. So I, but I mean, I, on that same, the other side of the <laughs> coin. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of my friends from high school who I was very platonic with, mm-hmm. literally nothing, ever, anything was ever there. Um, my friends from Texas, right before I moved to California, a bunch of them tried to sleep with me. <laughs> <laughs> and it completely, I was like, <gasps> oh super like, oh, this is, <laughs> so I think, <laughs> this is something that I've always been very passionate about, but uh-huh. recently have like reevaluated. And because, you're just like, oh, wait a second. Because like, where I was like, oh yeah, no, nothing has ever, uh-huh. and, and they obviously, they think the same thing, but then it's like, once it comes down to the wire, and it's like, <laughs> she's leaving, like, hey, this is my do I want to sleep chance. with her or not? Like, they go with the how, other option. I have to ask, how did they broach the subject? Well, <laughs> were, was it all these individuals just coming to you being so, like, okay, yeah, oh. no, that's a good question. So I have a, a group of male friends mm-hmm. who we all went to high school together, but most of them I wasn't friends with in high school. Okay. It was like we moved, to, we all moved to Austin at the same time. Mm-hmm. Some of us went to UT, some of us just moved to Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we became very close and we would hang out all the time. I was honestly like the only girl in this group of boys. We were like bros, like nothing, uh-huh. nothing ever weird. But there, it was, there was a time where, I, I mean, we were super, it was never everything went, they were very protective uh-huh. over me, which my parents loved. My parents knew all these boys and uh-huh. they were like super happy about that. Um, but then right before I left, just, I, I'm trying to think of like specific examples. Most of them just would be very, forthcoming okay they would just be like you're leaving let's (laughs) which honestly it's it's annoying but also i appreciate that more than someone who's like sneaky don't be sneaky charlotte honestly i've been on so many sneaky dates with boys there are boys who will like we're like friends and there's nothing weird about it Mm -hmm. and then we'll like go to lunch and they'll be like that was a great date and I'm like that was not a date that wasn't a date that was not a date no 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 there was nothing about that I would not have agreed to a date I'm not I love you but I'm not interested in you like Mm -hmm. I did not agree to that so boys don't be sneaky like be forthcoming with the feelings so I completely agree with that yeah but it was also I wasn't happy about it because (laughs) I had been friends with these boys for like five plus years because I was leaving at the end of my senior year, uh-huh. and I had known them since high school, so like more than they like, had all this time. They had all this time, they had but it was, all this time. That's the thing is that they were not like, oh, I have feelings for Paige. I need to express those now. It was literally just like, this is a girl I've known. Should I sleep with her or mm-hmm. not? Would and be easier than trying to find a stranger to sleep with. Exactly. So Ridiculous. that was their, it. Was like their last resort. Mm-hmm. Like, and I it. That bothered me so much, and it honestly interfered with, like, a lot of my good friends. Mm, that really stinks. I know. And so I've had this perspective of, like, boy and girl friendships, oh, we're we're cool, there's nothing weird there, but now I'm like, were they thinking about this the whole time? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I'm not sure yeah. where to go from here. Okay, so you brought up um, going on three dates <gasps> in... <laughs> Not meaning to go on yeah, three dates in one day, but yeah. I do want to. I've, I've, I feel like I've heard the gist of this story, sure. but like, d- 
dive into this, so please. This, this with ties me. back into me talking about how important platonic male friendships are yes. to me mm-hmm. because of my history. Just you know, yeah. Um, there was a day, one day, <laughs> in a single day, I went on three dates with three different boys. I only knew one of them was a date. Mm-hmm. The other two were friends of mine who mm-hmm. had feelings for me that I wasn't aware of mm-hmm. at all. Um, and also, Paige, you're, first of all, you're mm-hmm. gorgeous. Like, thank you. Wow. You are. No, you are. Yeah, because fun. I, and I so specifically remember the first time I ever, like, saw you, it was kind of in your element. We were doing Longhorn Late Night, which mm. was kind of the SNL of the University of Texas. You maybe you've heard of it. I don't maybe know. I don't know if you've watched any of the sketches, but it was super good. But I remember seeing you, and my first impression of you was literally like that girl is hot shit, and she knows it. Like she knows that she has the whole room, like all eyes on her. Which that I'm not kidding. That was straight up my first impression of you. That's so funny that you say that because I when I when I literally was dating Sam, uh-huh. I had to reference my code name sheet for the yes. first time in this podcast. When I was dating Sam, yours is like on my side and mine's on your side. Yeah, we, we should, should switch, switch that. that. Yeah, no, yeah, because yeah. I don't know the code names I came up with. Um, I was dating. <laughs> I, mean, I just saw this. I just saw Gumby, and that made me laugh. There's a lot of really funny good names. Yes. But I was dating this guy, we're going to call him Sam, mm-hmm. and that was kind of how I met you. We mm-hmm. had known each other a little bit, but I started dating this guy who introduced me to a lot of people who are now my very good friends. Yeah. And um, I remember going to a party at your apartment. It was the farewell to your party on yes. Pearl. <gasps> Gone Pearl. Yeah. No one got it. The theme was literally like dress as who you are after you have framed your husband for your murder and have started your new life. Yeah. I, yeah. That's astonishing. Uh-huh. I was just dating this boy and he's like, I'm going to go to this party. Want to come? And I was like, <laughs> sure. So I didn't know that was the theme. But yes. I vividly remember seeing Charlotte at this party and being like, that girl is too cool. I can't talk to her. We'll never be friends. <laughs> like, I was like... <laughs> it's funny you say that because... That was also the party, I've mentioned it, this in a different podcast, where Derek showed up with his friend, and he was not invited to the party. <laughs> you don't yeah, know who that is. I don't know who that is, but that's okay. <laughs> but, but he showed up with his friend, and he was not invited, and she was also not invited, and then I... she came up to me, and she's like, oh my god, he talks about you all the time. <gasps> and it, like, totally threw me off. I was a very, so I was a very, like, not in a good place at that party either. Sure, yeah. And, yeah, so I was, like, literally wearing, like, a bathing suit and, like, heels. You looked and so my, good, though. Thank you. And that is why I was so intimidated. I was like, I will never be friends with this girl. <laughs> but that's, and so it's so funny, because I looked at you, and I was like, oh, she's, like, above me. And then you were intimidated. So, so, you know. freaking crazy. Yeah. Look at us now. And now, and now here we are. Drinking, drinking whiskey, whiskey cokes together. Did we ever say that? Did we ever say we were drinking? I whiskey? was just thinking that. I don't know. If I we don't know ever that we did. ever did. Guys, I think we did. Whiskey. Did we? I don't know if we did. I, I, I remember leading up to it. I don't remember actually saying it Me either. We're so, drinking whiskey. We're drinking whiskey cokes. I wanted to just drink straight whiskey, but I didn't want to do that to Charlotte. 
Whiskey is not, and I've told you, I've told you the story of the of the whiskey shots. Have I told you that? I don't know. That so much. I had a friend named not real we're name. The other story. Here yeah. we go. <laughs> no, we're coming back to your story, but I'm going to tell this. I don't story remember first. the story I was. It's telling. the three dates. Oh, that's okay. Wow, we got really. So, but the thing about me and whiskey is not that I. It's not that I don't like whiskey. Is not my first drink of choice. Mm-hmm. Like if if you were to give me an option, it wouldn't be the first drink. Right. But, I had a friend, real name, Justin. He and I worked together at a restaurant um, in Austin. And he he and I would go out together and he'd be like, I'm getting shots. What do you want? I would either want like a deep eddy shot or tequila. And so I'd always ask him for tequila and he'd be like, got it. And then he'd come back and he'd have whiskey shots. Every se- I'm not what kidding. This happened, this happened maybe like a dozen times in oh the entirety, gosh. in the year and a half of us working together. Yeah. And then finally on my last day at the restaurant... He was like, I'm going to get you a shot. What do you want? And I go, tequila. And he brings me back, and it's actually a tequila shot. And he's like, I did this just for you. But I I mean, I took all the whiskey shots. I took all of them. Because you're a hero. Why would you not? Why would I waste a free shot? The only thing you wouldn't drink was gin. Gin. If you want to drink gin on a podcast, start your own podcast. Pages, Pages, love drunk, super fan. Anyway, the three dates. Yeah. Let's get back to the three dates. Going really far back. Yes. So I did. I went on three dates. With three different boys in one day. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we got on this subject, but we did. Two of them... Talking about platonic... Actually, yeah. all three of them were friends of mine. Uh-huh. One of them, it was the very first time that I had ever been like, this is a friend, but I'm going to see if there could be Let's more. test the waters. I really had to talk myself into it. Uh-huh. Um, Zombie was a, a person who I was friends with, and he was honestly... It was the first time that I was like... We're friends, but uh, maybe there admittedly could be cute boy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, cute boy, super nice. What happened with us was that we had worked together mm-hmm. for like a year, and we're friends. So, so I mean, I was trying to set him up with one of my friends. Oh, yeah, and one of my very best friends, and then for some reason, he all of a sudden expressed interest, and I was like, I'm not into this. And I talked to the friend that I was trying to set him up with, and she was like, girl, go for it. So I had talked myself into this place where I was like, okay, I'm just, I'm going to do it. I'm going to see what happens with this mm-hmm. person. And then he was like, never mind. That's basically what the gist of it. Right. So we were at this point where we're like, let's see if there's anything more than friendship here. We're just going to explore it. Uh-huh. So I was already kind of talking to him. Mm-hmm. Unbeknownst to me. Two of my guy friends were also interested. I don't know how else to say this because it came at, I was so blindsided yeah. by it. One friend of mine who happened to be a boy, we had lunch plans. So we went to lunch Also, together. lunch. 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 Who sets a date for lunch? lunch. This guy does. That's a thing. Lunch dates are something you work towards. Yeah. Which, who said the lunch Franklin. date? Franklin. Franklin. Franklin <laughs> Who's a sweet boy? Like, we love Franklin. Codename Franklin. Codename Franklin is a, is, is such admittedly a such a sweet boy. Such a sweet boy. And I just didn't know that that was the intention behind it. And then uh, Digimon. or Di- <laughs> It just says Digi on my sheet, so let's go with Digi. Digi. So I, I came to- up with the Digimon codename. You did. I did. Charlie did. So I went to lunch with Franklin. Mm-hmm. Not knowing it was a date. Yeah. I went to dinner with Digimon, not knowing it was a date. And then after dinner, 
I hung out with Zombie, <laughs> knowing that one was a date. That one was the one that I knew about. Right. But I went on three dates in one day, not knowing. Because then those guys got back to me, and they're like, are we going to go on a second date? And I was like, <laughs> you're like, where was the first Exactly. Date? <laughs> I was so caught off guard, because at that point... No male friend of mine had ever tried to date me. I was it was two very distinct categories yeah. for me. It was mm-hmm. like these are my guy friends and these are the guys that I would potentially date. Yeah. And so I was super caught off guard. And at, at this time in my life, I realized it's a much bigger gray area, mm-hmm. but before it was like super obvious who I would date and who I would not date. Yeah. And these are two boys who are still my friends that I still want to date. How did you how did you get out of like, you know, what I'm saying. Uh, how did I not go on date, another yeah, date Yeah, exactly. Them? What did you I, What did you say? Were you honest? Did you tell them that you didn't know that it was a date? I can't say I was that honest. Mm-hmm. I wish I could. That's I, okay. I used to be the queen of just ghosting people. <laughs> Straight up just like... You ghosted? Oh, I ghosted <gasps> hard. I'm not proud of it. And I think I'm a better person because of it. Okay. Um, but yeah. I did. I ghosted super hard. And so, <laughs> most of the time, I would just like shut them down. Okay, in in a in a friendly way. <laughs> because I, you got to understand, at this point, I was twenty years old. Mm-hmm. For twenty years of my life, I had very good guy friends yeah. who never tried to date me. Very caught off and guard. And to me, it was by super. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so it was really weird that it's these people who I put into the friend category who were then trying to kiss me. You know, and you're like, what? And I was like, well, where did yeah. this come from? Mm-hmm. Um, but usually, I would just be like. Oh, you're so cool. You're my friend. Like, can't wait to go on another friend lunch with you. (laughs) I think that that was, I had advice for one of our friends once. I think she was like, what if, you know, he, you know, what if he asked me out or something? And I think I actually suggested to call him friend. I was like, straight up be like, hey, buddy. Yeah. Hey, friend. How are you? Like that, that goes, because that goes I, a long Because I, frankly, way. I don't have the confidence to go to someone and be like, hey, I would love to get lunch with you, but just so you know, we're just friends. And see, so. Because I, like, mm-hmm. honest, I don't assume that that is their intention yeah. with me. So I'm not going to be like, look, it'll never work there, between it, us. It's, it's interesting because I, there was a guy I went on two dates with and um, I don't even have a code name for him because, you know, it, it just. He's irrelevant. He's irrelevant. <laughs> he was a very sweet guy. Yeah. And I, I went on the first date with him and then I left the first date feeling just kind of weird about the whole thing. He was very nice and I liked talking to him. Sure. But I didn't really feel that spark. And when he kissed me goodbye, I was like, we're not compatible kissers. And kissing compatibility is very important to me. It is. It's so, yeah. And and, and it's not necessarily that he's a bad kisser. I just don't think he was compatible with me. But he also might have been a bad kisser. Well, maybe. I don't know. It was our, it was our first kiss. He, he bit my lip while we were kissing. Intentionally or was it an accident? No, he did it intentionally, which is, I'm not like, I'm into it, but just like not for a first Mm -mm, kiss. mm -hmm. And also it was kind of weird because he drove me home, we got out of the car and I hugged him and then he just held me very tightly and then pulled away from the hug to be like, we should go out again next week. And I was like, cool, yeah, let's do it. And he goes, okay, cool, I'll text you. And I was like, great. But he was still holding on to me so tightly that I feel like if I had truly been, like, 
fearful of my life and had been like trying to break away I probably could have broken out of it Mm -hmm. but I remember thinking in my head like oh he's gonna kiss me and I have no say in the matter like I yeah like it was a weird like he was holding me so tight and then pulled away only a little bit to be like yeah oh we're gonna go out next week and I was like okay oh he's gonna oh yep okay he's gonna kiss me now Mm -hmm. and so and then he leaned in to kiss me bit my lip I was like I our really our first kiss really uh so we went on that date and then also our next date wasn't until like a week away and then he would text me and I would just kind of forget about texting him back and it's and I never if I like a dude like I am so that's all you're thinking about (laughs) yeah that's all I'm thinking about all I'm thinking about if if he texts me I'm like oh my god yes cool great and then this guy texted me and I was like fuck now I gotta talk to now I gotta commit time so I I didn't want to ghost him, but after our second date, I was still sort of like, I'm really not into it. But then I also didn't want to text him out of the blue to be like, hi, I don't like you. Please don't yeah. text me again. You know, because that just seems mean. Yeah. And also, like, I don't know if he even wants to text me again. So I would say maybe the only time I... I really didn't... We kind of ghosted each other because mm-hmm. I made a decision in my head that the next time he texted me... I was going to text him and be like, hey, if you want to be friends, then I'm totally down for that. But Mm -hmm. I just don't really see this going anywhere. But then he never texted me again. So we kind of ghosted each other. And then I never had to deal with it. Ever. And that's the dream scenario. That is the dream scenario. Mm -hmm. I, I, as I have said, I am the queen of ghosting. (laughs) I used to ghost so badly. I dated this guy for a little, a couple months. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Nothing too intense. But I had decided that I... Didn't want to date this guy anymore. It was when I uh-huh. first moved to LA. Okay. Um, and I I dated him. I'm super picky when it comes to boys. And what attracted me to this boy was a little bit of security. It wasn't, right. I didn't yeah. like him too much. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, I had just graduated from school. I moved to a new place. I was going through a weird, like, friend transition. Like, yeah. all these things. And I just liked the idea of just having somebody around. Yeah. You through know? all of these changes, at least you could count on this person. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, we dated for a little while, a couple months. And he, um, he left. He went back home, and which is far away. <laughs> and when he came back... Texted me a whole lot, and I was like, my immediate reaction was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna text him anymore because I don't, I'm not interested in him. You're I don't done. Talk to him. I'm done. I'm yeah. Out. I'm bye. That's fun. <laughs> that was great. See you later. Uh-huh. You'll never know what I'm up to. And then a couple days later, I was like, I don't want to be that person anymore yeah. who ghosts people. <gasps> so I was like, I'm gonna meet up with him. So I texted him and was like, Hey, what's going on? Let's let's hang out. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it had been like two weeks since we talked, and he was like, Well, my friends. And I are having a potluck if you want to come and hang out with all my friends. Oh, And I literally said, but it was a thing where, like, I had stopped talking to him, but he had also kind of stopped talking to me. Like, we wasn't, yeah. We were on the same page. Like, we Mm -hmm. did not want to be seeing each other anymore. But he, I don't know. So he texted me and was like, my friends and I are having this potluck. And I literally said, I think it'd be really weird if we, if I hung out with your friends after I haven't talked to you in three weeks. And so he's like, you know what? You're right. That's very great. realistic. Exactly. And mm-hmm. I, I thought that was very... And he was super like, yeah, absolutely. You're so right. Let's hang out before this. So we went and we got breakfast together. And I don't know Where'd you go to breakfast? Good neighbor? Did you go to Good Neighbor? No, we went to... Oh, no. I wouldn't 
See, would you, you would never take someone to Good Neighbor. Good Neighbor, that's, that's a friendship is, place. Exactly. I wouldn't take someone to Good Neighbor because I don't want to associate them with Good Neighbor. That's smart. There's, yeah. I, I went to, with Bumble Boy, I went to NoHo Diner and mm. I've only ever been there with him. And then the other day when, when, uh, when we were riding to my, we were taking a lift to like birthday drinks. Yeah. We, I passed by it for the first time since I had been there and yeah. I was like, oh, I can never go there again. Yeah. Because I associate it with there's, this so person. There's, there's, I'm abandoning one topic of going to another. Um, <laughs> the den on Sunset. Mm-hmm. I have dated so many boys that I met at the den. I don't ever want to go there again. Let, let's not. So, there are so Jordan many I, cool clubs. There's so many places to and go. Bars. There's a place there's called no need. the Den on Sunset, and don't and ever you go there. won't find us there. We will We're done be with there. it. So I literally, uh, Jordan and I, our friend Jordan, we were like, let's retire the Den. <laughs> the Den is done. The Den is so retired. we're trying to retire the Den. Now we'll probably never go back there. I have dated so many boys that I met at the Den. No more Den. And she has as well. So I'm like, mm-hmm. we're never gonna go there again. Mm-hmm. It's it's that's crazy. Yeah. Um, you met up with uh, with Oscar at a breakfast place, right? Yes, we met at a, at a breakfast place. We had and truly, I don't remember what led us to this point <laughs> in the conversation, but my conversation with Oscar was so good. It was a great, like, we had both kind of, we had both decided independently that we were not interested anymore. Uh Uh-huh. And we had finally met up again to sort of talk about it. And I left that conversation feeling so good. Like, I came out of it the hero. I was like, (laughs) you are missing out on this. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, so I, but I did. And I, there was literally a point in the conversation and it comes back to uh, the value I place in platonic, you know, relationships. Mm-hmm. I literally told him, I was like, I know that we're not going to date each other anymore, but would it be okay if I stayed friends with your friends? <laughs> and he was like, yes, absolutely. <gasps> like, do you want their phone numbers? Like, he was super, like, accepting of that. Not even, like, <laughs> let's stay friends, you and I, but, like, can no. I still stay friends I was like, friends would it be okay with friends? you if I was... And... When I saw his friends again in real life, they were not super accepting of me, which I understand because their yeah. loyalty is to him, and uh-huh. that's fine with me. Yeah, but but you gotta we ended you gotta things risk on it very good it. terms. Exactly, we ended things in a good place. Okay, so, that's yeah. so good. But hey, if you let's just say you do find this guy who's just perfect, and you're friends with all his friends, and he's just great all this around. This is the boy we're making up. <laughs> or this is him. I'm man. just this is just a hypothetical situation. Oh, okay. okay, yes. Are you going to get married and can I come? I have always thought I was going to get married. Mm -hmm. As a kid growing up, I grew up in a super Christian, super Catholic household. Yeah. And so we always talked about it as like, we're all going to get married. Mm -hmm. Um, And I totally believed that. Now getting older, I don't, it's not that I don't believe that, but it doesn't, it's not a priority to me for sure. If I was going to get married... I will probably be 30 plus. Like, my parents mm-hmm. were married at super... They were married at 22 and 23, which okay. is pretty young. My parents were married at 18 and 19. Exa- so yeah, so you, yeah. It, you understand. I get it. I get 22 it. 22 and 23. And they had dated six months, long distance. My parents have an amazing, like, love story, honestly. Because especially, like, knowing them, 
they are very growing up I never thought it was a weird thing but when I was a child I thought everyone got married when they were 18 right yeah and, exactly. and that's how you felt right same thing yeah my parents were married at 22 and 23 and never I that to me when I was young felt so old exactly like, yeah I, like, I thought oh. 18 I was like you're an adult like exactly. that's so old and they they met dated long distance they had met up in real life like three or four times before coming becoming engaged and my parents are very practical people, mm-hmm. like super, like they're not yeah. very romantic and like, oh yeah, we fell mm-hmm. in love. So now being an adult and looking at it, it's, it blows my mind. And I didn't know the entire like story of their relationship mm-hmm. until I was 19 and I brought my my roommate home for Thanksgiving and they told my roommate the story of oh their my love and I was like, I never knew this. Like, yeah. so I, I mean... My parents apparently broke up for a week, and mm. I know ne- I didn't know that until I was like twenty one, yeah, or something. And I was like, oh, "What? Had like, I known that oh when my I was going? My parents went through something. I would have been so messed up from that. Yeah, like, yeah, truly. And, and that's what makes me believe in love. Uh-huh. Like looking at my parents and being like, they knew each other for six months and knew that this is the person they wanted to marry. Uh-huh. Like that blows my mind. It it truly, and it's you know, and I'm very much. Um, I don't know. I, I love the movie, um, He's Just Not That Into You. Mm. It, oh, my God. Came into my life at such a such a, an, an impertinent time. Sure. But I'm always kind of trying to look at relationships as exception versus rule. Mm-hmm. I'm always trying to be a little more realistic. Yeah. But then kind of looking at my parents, your parents, you know, different different relationships that managed to come through these difficult situations you know I'm realizing that it's unlikely but at the same time I still hold like maybe a little spark of hope that uh, absolutely that something is gonna is gonna work out you yeah know? and and even if you go through a, a difficult time you're gonna you know discover what you need to discover at the right time. Yes. And and I think it's it's harder, especially getting into and as we've mentioned before, I just turned twenty-five and my mom had my so I have an older sister and an older brother. She had my older brother the the day before she turned twenty-seven. So when I was younger, that's how I gauged my whole life. Mm-hmm. Like straight up thought that I would meet someone when I was eighteen marry that person, have a kid by 27, you know, and then you just kind of realize that it's a different journey to the same destination. Sure. You realize that it's, it's a different, it's just a different path that you take through life. And, you know, especially, and I think it's hilarious because my mom, my mom and dad got married so young and my dad passed away, as I've mentioned before, but my mom is now here and, and, you know, my my sister and I, especially my brother, has had a couple of serious relationships. But my sister and I have never really had, like, serious relationships before. Mm-hmm. And I'll talk to her about, like, casually dating. And she'll straight up say, I, I don't know what you're going through. Because I never experienced that. Because yeah. her, she had a boyfriend before my dad. But her, her first serious relationship, she ended up marrying and having kids with. So, you know, she can't, she's not really a good source of, like, sure. yeah. knowledge in that certain situation. But, you know, it, it's just a sign that everyone is different. Everyone it, goes absolutely. Through I was talking to my little brother when I was home for Christmas, who's 19 right now. So not, you're you're middle child, right? I'm the middle child. Okay. I have an older brother and I have a younger brother. Mm-hmm. My older brother is engaged. 
Um, congratulations. Was, yeah, congratulations, Connor and Rainey. Oh my god, Connor and Rainey. They're getting married in October. I'm so excited. <gasps> Connor and Rainey 2018. So excited. <laughs> I am literally... I'm the most excited. Are you doing, are you doing like, are you bridal party? Are you? So, <laughs> Rainy, my brother's fiance, asked me to be in her bridal party like a couple that's, of weeks ago. That's also very sweet because she did not have to ask you to do that. She did Just... not do I was so, I was so excited. I literally, it texted her, I was like, I am crying right now. Absolutely would love to be in it. But yeah, so I was, I'm super excited. Um, and they've been together like five years something crazy magical like an amazing amount of time and i'm like Mm -hmm. y'all good for y'all but i was talking to my little brother who's 19 Mm -hmm. last time i was home and i we were like just talking about it and we were like i think connor is gonna get married the youngest my older brother Uh like he's 25 gonna get married at 25 um garrett will my younger brother will probably get married next Mm -hmm. like age wise okay and i'll probably get married the oldest and he was like yeah i think that is probably true <laughs> like i think if i were going to get married it would be like 30 beyond okay which talking about our parents and how young they were when they got married mm-hmm. is was so weird to me when i was younger but now i'm like if i was going to get married it would be like in you know a little bit on the older side yeah <laughs> that's what i think well i feel like growing up you just sort of you're always like and i and i even saw like a, a tweet that had gone viral that was like, hey, does anyone else feel like in your 20s you only have like a couple more years to accomplish what you need to accomplish and then you're just like irrelevant? And that's, I feel like there's so much pressure and there's so, like, you know, it, it you feel like you have to do everything you need to do. And also, mm-hmm. I took a fertility and reproduction class at UT as oh, one of my wow. flags. Um, and my teacher was like, yeah, your eggs are going to shrivel and die once mm-hmm. you get to 30. And I'm like, oh, my God, I don't mm-hmm. even know what I'm going to do. And at that point, I was, like, 21. Right. And I was already so, like, freaking out about they everything. They freak you out. They freak you out. Yeah, and- because my brother now is engaged. He's 25. But he's had the same girlfriend since he was 20. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I can't even remember who I was dating when I was 20. Like, I... I well, also, our good friend, name. our friend uh, Luke Mir is is engaged to someone he's been dating since he was 14. And truly, that is the love of his life. Like, yeah. they're... He, like, that is... That's... I, I look at perfection. that and I'm like, that's destiny. Like, that is... That exactly. Is, but that is also but that the is, exception. Exactly. And not and the that rule. is so different from our <laughs> lives. Like... And all these shitty boys we've dated. <laughs> I've dated good boys. I've not dated shitty boys. Okay, I've dated shitty boys, but whatever, it's fine. But yeah, it's just a very If someone's not married, I'm like, shitty boy, didn't commit to you. Bye, get out of here. Like, you deserve better. No, yeah. You do. I'm always gonna, I'm always gonna fight for my friends to to get better. Yeah, I, for sure. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's super interesting. Just like, I talk about Connor and I'm like, how do you know this is the person you're supposed to end up with? You were only 20 when y'all got together, but it's like, if you know, you know. Like, there's no, There's you know. no doubt about it. And that's what yeah. I have heard. And my parents, who were together at 22 and 23, it's like, that, that worked out, so. Mm-hmm. And and my parents that were together at 18 and 19, they got married. And, exactly. And, and my mom said, you know, it was kind of us against the world. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing to see love exist in the world, even yeah. if you haven't necessarily experienced it yourself. I totally agree. Just the fact that my parents have been together for so long and no, like growing up, it was very comforting to know that they, there was never a, a, 
a question. Mm-hmm. Like, we knew that they were in love and nothing would ever, like... Well, see, that's funny because that. when I was younger, my biggest fear was that my parents were going to get divorced. Mm-hmm. Like, I... That, for some reason, like... And my dad was a very charismatic person. And I would never even say that he was flirtatious, but because he was charismatic, he'd... You know, he'd talk to the girl checking him out at the grocery store. Yeah. Like, he'd he'd talk to people. He'd, like, ask strangers to hold their baby. Like, he, my dad was such, like, a, a big charismatic guy. And my, I, I just, like, remember I would see him talking to these girls at, like, the grocery store or wherever. And I'd just be like, stop. Like, yeah. I would get so mad. There was a guy at my church who was the greeter at church to give out the programs, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, one of them, who would eventually end up being my pastor someday, but he would kiss my mom on the cheek every Sunday, and I mm. would get so mad. And I would be like, don't kiss my mom. She's a married Like, woman. she's a married. Yeah. And it's kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's a joke that I make where – it's a joke that I, I make because I'm allowed to make it where um, I say, yeah, I always, my biggest fear was that my parents were going to get divorced. Little did I know, am I right? And all my friends are like, don't say that. Yeah. That's bad. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a joke but that yeah. I make. But it's, it was always so scary for me. But that obviously, like, my, my dad ended up passing away. But my mom was with him until the end. And, yeah. and seeing their love and seeing how she took care of him through this illness and all that it mm-hmm. just it really does that, show that, that love exists to make you believe it yes like, and honestly. that's why I, oh wholeheartedly yeah. i believe it and and there are times when i'm a sad girl and i'm like maybe i wasn't meant for love who knows but you know you just gotta you but gotta keep there. going forward it's out there exactly. somewhere yeah. somewhere out there yeah but you you recently went through I'll break up. I did. You did. You went yeah, through a breakup. Yes. <laughs> so, fun fact for the listeners. Charlotte and I have been talking about recording my episode for so long. Uh-huh. Like, honestly, since she started doing this podcast, and then I went through a breakup where I was like, I'm going to need a minute. Yeah. But I she, I... she already knew it. She uh-huh. was like, yeah, I wasn't going to ask. I was like, no, you know, you, so, you yeah, took the I time did. you need. I did. I went, I went through a breakup recently. Uh-huh. But, um, so, so I feel like this is a good time to ask. Yeah. Uh, love songs and breakup songs. Your favorite love song, your favorite breakup yeah. song. Yeah. So... Going through a breakup recently, honestly, I I have to admit, I I'm I'm so picky when mm-hmm. it comes to boys. Yes, it takes a lot to be able to like upset me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, also, and that's how we kind of <laughs> your friends kind of knew that this was a a, a boy that was serious. This because, one was different yeah. because you talked about him in a way that you hadn't talked about other people. Exactly. You were always a little aloof. You were always a little like kind of like, oh, yeah, not gonna, yeah not one foot out the door, but always. Uh, yeah, kinda. Was, you know, I I'm I'm super picky when it comes to guys, and I have dated boys for less than having feelings for them. Like, it, yeah, as terrible as that sounds, but I did. I went through a a bad breakup recently. Yeah. Um, but I realized through that breakup that like I don't like breakup songs, or like I don't okay. like sad songs. Yeah, that's like, totally fine. I, there were most of the time when I was like really in the dumps about someone, I didn't want to listen to anything sad. Mm-hmm. 
I think a lot of people are like, I want to listen to a sad song that like, I can relate to. I'm definitely, I'm I'm kind of a cathartic person sure. in that sense. But, but I well, was, Natalie talked about, in her pod, she talked about her, her breakup song, quote unquote, was, yes. was a very pump up, like, get back on your feet song. Yes. And I, yeah, I was completely, I was like, I do not want to listen to anything sad. My dad, who I love very much, he he's a very Catholic man and he sent me a Christian song and it was super sweet Mm -hmm. and I I have listened to it since and it's been very inspirational Mm -hmm. um but when I was really down in the dumps I was like this is not what I need right now right yeah so the breakup song I think of was a couple days after I had gotten dumped Mm -hmm. (laughs) my roommate and I went to a comedy show and we listened to Boys by Charlie XCX. Ugh, that's a good it's one. such a bop. It has yeah. nothing to do with breaking up with someone. No. But it was so good to listen to. Uh-huh. It's just about like Charlie XCX thinking about all these different boys. Yeah. And I was like, this is super nice. Like, uh-huh. there's going to be other boys. You yes. Know? They're going to be other boys. My weird, this is, I'm going to be very blunt here, but my big thing is like, there will be other dicks like that. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's very blunt, sure. but there will there will be other dicks. You know, yeah. it's 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 yeah. especially when you connect to someone in oh, that way. But you know, <laughs> but it's like you will find sure. you will find other people, and that's not to anyone's discredit. That's not me trying to like sum up anybody by their dick. But you know, it's especially when the other people. It's a, it's a for me, at least, this was a relationship that I did not expect ending so soon. Yeah. And for both of us, honestly, not to discredit him. Like, yeah. I love him very much. Like, we are in a good place. Mm-hmm. But we both did not expect it to end as quickly as it did. Yeah. So it's, like, comforting to know, like, even though we were robbed of time, mm-hmm. that there is something more yes. to come. And eventually this- we will look at each other as, like... A stepping stone. Exactly. The person who I cared very much for at Mm -hmm. a certain point who I no longer cared for in that way. You know what I mean? (laughs) In that way, but still kind of still like wish the best for. Yeah. Yeah. So Boys was the breakup song. Mm -hmm. Do you have like a love song that comes to mind at all? Um I don't think there are any songs that I've listened to that I'm like, oh I love this love song. Mm-hmm. Are there are there songs you've like associated with people before? In the oh past? my gosh. I when I was coming up with code names for boys I've dated, uh-huh. I thought about writing the Taylor Swift song that I associate with them. <laughs> I know that you've talked about 1989. 1989, yes. It has been very important for truly, me. There are some boys important to me or not Mm -hmm. like there are some taylor swift songs that i'm like she just gets it well let's just well let's just say it doesn't matter if they were quote-unquote important or not exactly and sometimes they weren't sometimes they weren't it's just it's it's a person who well maybe i guess that makes them important but they've shaped your life in some way sure you it's shaped your your experience and i'm always Mm -hmm. for you know even if you're not in love with a person, they can shape your experience in a way to where they're a part of your life. I completely agree with that. Mm-hmm. I think that life is just experiences. Mm-hmm. And there are certain people, whether romantic or not, there are certain people who come into your life for a certain amount of time, uh-huh. for a specific period, who serve a purpose. 
there are friends I can point to in my past that it's like they were in my life for this reason mm-hmm. and for this amount of time. Yeah. And I am better because of them. Um, so what was the question? <laughs> Love song. Love song. Favorite love song. Ooh, she's love drunk. Hello. Paige is love drunk. Paige is love drunk. She's love drunk. How Um, many? We've we've refilled a couple times. We have, and also I think I've refilled two more times than you have because (laughs) I'm I have a high tolerance for things like whiskey. In my defense, I did spill my whole drink at one point. That's true, and we didn't even talk about that. We did not even talk about it. Before we started recording, Charlotte spilled her entire drink on the ground. And it's because I cleaned it up. We both cleaned it up. We both cleaned it up. We cleaned it up. And then, of course, like the roommates were here and they're like, What'd you do? And I was like, Please don't look at me. You can't even see it. Like, it it doesn't. What were we talking about? (laughs) We're talking about love songs and how we're talking about how people come into your life for specific. Oh, um, I 100% believe that. And I, I don't, I think there are people who come into your life not just romantically, I Mm -hmm. think there are friendships yeah. that develop and you are meant to have those friends for a certain amount of time and then they go away and that's mm-hmm. okay. Like I am very much on that team. I can point to friendships I had in high school mm-hmm. that's like I needed this person yeah. for a certain amount of time. This specific time. And once we didn't need each other anymore, we kind of let each other go ways. and that's okay. What's well, so funny, I had a friendship with a girl who is one of, um, when I tell uh, Natalie specifically knows when I say that bitch I hate, mm-hmm. it's one of two people, and she knows both of the that bitch I hate, and um, it's not, you know, she 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 messed with me in a specific way, but I had a friend who was a very very good friend of mine and a very good friend of like my best friend from home, who she and I have been friends since the third grade, like. Mm-hmm. Very, very good friends. Um, But she ended up, I was involved with this guy, and she uh, came home from college and, like, slept with him while I was involved with him. Um, But at the same time, even in the sense of, like, that friendship wasn't what I thought it was, and it wasn't as strong as I thought it was, but at the time, it was important, and I did certain things with this person um, and she and I, we don't talk anymore. We're not yeah. friends on. And it's not even because of the boy. And I think that it's funny because later, later, a very, very brief synopsis. I was home after I graduated high school, got involved with this guy. She came back from, she went to college in Louisiana. She came back and was like, oh, this guy's cute. And my friend was like, oh, yeah, he is. But also, like, he's dating, not dating, but, like, isn't in, in kind of involved. involved with... Yeah our good friend, and then she was like, oh, well, okay, and then kind of still flirted with him and still, you know, Mm -hmm. messed with him, and I was like, hey, please don't do that, and she's like, got it, and then ended up sleeping with him, and I was like, Mm. okay, hurt my feelings a lot. I mean, Um, yeah, yeah. and then she kind of turned it around and was like, this guy's not even that great, he's not that important, I don't understand, like, this boy, blah, 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 he was younger than us, and I've, Mm -hmm. I've talked on this podcast before about, like, being involved with a lot of guys who were younger than me. Sure. But um, but she said, you know, this guy's still, he was like a senior in high school when I was like 19 or 20 or something. No, I think I was 19 at the time. Uh, but she was like, you're like crying over the senior. Like, what does it even matter? But it didn't matter. The boy wasn't the thing. Mm-hmm. It was the betrayal of friendship. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and 100%. at the and it's funny because at the same time I had just started watching The Hills, and. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I have to say, teen soaps are my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I yeah. just watched The Hills, and Jen Bunny mm-hmm. had just hooked up with Brody Jenner, and yeah. Lauren was like, "It's not about Brody. It's never been about Brody. You went behind my back." And it's so funny because that I was watching that exactly as that happened to me, where I'm like, yeah. "No, it's not about the boy. It's about." what you did as my friend, my supposed friend. Right. So I I totally get where you're coming from because mm-hmm. the friends I had in high school, the female friendships I had in high school, I thought were one thing. Mm-hmm. Turned out to be something else, you know. That's how it goes. Yeah. But um, there was one friendship I had in particular. And every boy who expressed interest in me, mm-hmm. this girl had to get with. It was a thing where it was like she could not fathom that someone was interested in me. She had to be the one that someone was interested in. Uh huh. And it really messed up our friendship. She was, I considered her a friend at that time. Yeah. I now refer to her as my frenemy <laughs> because that I. I think you mentioned it earlier. We were I, talking about uh, high school theater and you mentioned yeah, her. My frenemy. As your frenemy. That, absolutely. Yes. Same person. Um, but. Literally every single boy that had ever been interested in me, she would have to get with. Just to, like, be mean to me. Like, it's, okay, I, I completely get where you're coming from because yeah. my, so, um, we actually talked about this off mic, but Neil, yeah, after he had broken up with his girlfriend, mm-hmm. and like he and I had our whole toward history, there was a, I'll just be straight up, there was a boy who cheated on his girlfriend in high school with me, mm-hmm. and um, not proud of that. Probably my biggest regret to this day is you that I, I, I was young, I was 16, I was selfish, I, you know, thought I deserved a happy ending, but, you know, it, it it's a thing that happened, but... After things had gone down in flames between the two of us, as is apt to happen, but she ended up asking him to prom, and they went to prom together. Yeah, yeah. So, like, they went to prom together, because he was younger than us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And after the fact, maybe, like, a year or so, and she had also been uh, friends with Kyle after things ended between us, she and he got really, really close. And then at one point she had disclosed that, like, he had made a move on her. And she's like, but I wasn't super into it and blah, blah, blah. And I was always a little, not suspicious, but I was like, why do you get very close to these people that I have just ended things with? Yeah. And after her first year of college, she came to me with this letter of all, and she read it out to me and my best friend from home And she talked about all of these things that she had done, and she admitted point blank that she had asked Neil to prom and had hooked up with him because he was the one thing I wanted and never got. It's so... High school is such a crazy time. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I totally understand where you're coming from. I had one friend in high school who I thought was my friend. Mm hmm And I have, I mean, we talked about how I had a lot of male friends in high school. Yes. I had female friends in high school. Mm -hmm. But later on, they had come to me with a lot of, like, you are not my friend. Like, there was a lot of... Oh, no! I know, yeah, I have... 
a lot of um, heartbreak from high school that was not from guys, but was yeah. from like friends of mine. Yeah, we we're like we're not friends. But it's also it's it's kind of a it's a weird betrayal where it's sort of yeah. like I don't like what is. Why is that a decision? And and of course, with mine, she came forward and apologized for it, which mm-hmm. I hadn't even, but I hadn't even realized it really. Yeah. And so when she brought it up, it just kind of made me more angry. Yeah. It had kind of awoken an old like an old anger that yeah. I that I held, and I was like, if you had just if I had gone my whole life without knowing that that was your intention. I would have forgiven you for being because I've been friends with people that my friends have been involved with, and mm-hmm. I, I'm always I I try to be very careful, and I always ask, you know, is it okay that I'm still, you know, because I it's hard when you're in middle school or high mm-hmm. school because you only know a certain amount of people, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Uh huh. But with this particular person, for me at least, it was like too coincidental like mm-hmm. it's like obviously this is a person that I had been involved with that you are now dating yeah like it was that's too convenient mm-hmm. yeah that's very unfortunate mm-hmm. but speaking about we're, we're talking about ill feelings yeah. ill will whatever Paige is there anyone that you would like to low-key curse on the podcast right this second Obviously, we do not wish death or dismemberment or anything actually bad bad. on these people. Nothing really bad. But is there anything that you would like to put out into the universe? I don't think there's anyone I want to curse. Really? Yeah. I don't... There's no one in my past, romantically, that I have ill will towards. Mm -hmm. And also, I don't want to rack up that bad karma. There's no one... (laughs) That is worth, like, you know, cursing, mm-hmm. and then I will eventually, like, get a piece of the curse. Like, I'm not into that. So okay. I don't think there's anybody that I hate enough to curse them. Okay. Truly, all of my exes I'm on very good terms with. That's good. Yeah. Well, I'll I'm go very ahead and... lucky in that way. That is very great. I, I, I will go ahead and say, I'll go ahead and curse someone. Curse and someone. Not, I'll, I'll curse someone, yeah. and I will just say that... I hope your van gets a flat tire and it is mildly inconvenient. Not too, too inconvenient, but I hope that it is mildly inconvenient for you to fix. Yeah. And that's all that's and it all costs I'll say. you just a little bit and more it just, money. Exactly. Because you, you had wanted. you budgeted some money for a flat tire. Yeah. But it so costs like, just like maybe like twenty to thirty dollars more than you were expecting it to. Which is a fortune to which us. Is, oh, which is a fortune. To it's us. a fortune. I'm sorry. No, stop apologizing. I'm stop such it. An, okay, stop it. Stop the it. problem with having me on this podcast is I'm such an embarrassed drunk. Okay. No. You know what? This is okay. This is a funny thing to bring up because yeah. we were at a party, mm-hmm. and my embarrassment. I do a lot of silly dumb funny things when I'm drunk sure but I don't feel I when I drink I wake up the next morning feeling so anxious Mm. about what I have revealed what I have said because my my heart's on my sleeve I will reveal everything you want me to especially like honestly when I'm sober I'll reveal that but especially when I'm drunk let me tell you all my secrets let me tell you all about the things that hurt me and you on the other hand when you are drunk, you feel very anxious and you feel very, 
scared about True. what's happening. Yeah. And then the next day you wake up and you're like, oh, okay, I feel fine. Yeah. So we're very, you and I are very, like, opposite in a lot really of are. ways. But we complement each other very well. And I'm I feel very, like that's why we're In general, even friends. when I'm not drunk, I'm very much, like, I keep things to myself. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nobody who knows everything about me. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I reveal a little bit at a time. Um, I reveal everything. I'd literally, if you were like, Charlotte, tell me all your secrets, I'd be like, all right, Paige, let's like, here sit we down. Go. Let's, oh, let me tell you everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're very, we're very opposite. Uh-huh. And it's good for us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I don't know. What was the question? <laughs> and talk about the breakup. But you, breakup. this was not your first, like, serious, re- was it your first serious yeah. relationship? Yeah. Okay. And... It was my first serious relationship, but also it's like I don't think it was a very serious relationship. Like, but it's all per. I think it's all perspective. Oh, that's for sure. Probably how I feel. For yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. When we, when we were breaking up, mm-hmm. it was a very long process, and I was very much in the camp of like this was not a very serious relationship, but he was very much in the camp of this was a very serious relationship. Because you had met my family and we had done this stuff together. But, like, the difference was he grew up in L.A. Mm-hmm. So it was very e- easy for me to meet his whole family. Right. He never met my family. He met some of my good friends. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, it was not a super serious thing. To him, it was very serious. Like, I had met his whole family, all of his friends. Oh, like, wow. all of this stuff. Which is interesting, mm-hmm. considering the fact that he broke up with me and when we were breaking up, our breakup was very long and very dramatic. It uh-huh. was like almost five hours. Like it was. That's ridiculous. It was it's ridiculous. Not, not, no, it not was. Not in the sense. But like for me, like my last like ending of something, I texted this boy and was like, hey. And I, in Chance's podcast, I said the whole thing, but I, I had ended things because I knew that I was more invested than he was. Yeah. And I literally got back as you wish. And then we never spoke again. Yeah. So that's, so the, the idea of a breakup that lasts that long mm-hmm. is insane. So like, I it's crazy. Never. I'm very picky when it comes mm-hmm. to boys. Right. I don't date people easily. Mm-hmm. And when it came to Jeff, I was like, I was in it, we were good, and all of a sudden, like, it came out of nowhere, and he was like, mm-hmm. I'm not into this, and it's, it was a thing where we were both very upset by it. Like, yeah. he, he broke up with me, but he came to my house, he was, like, crying when he showed up. Like, it was it not, it was not a good, it was not a good breakup for either one of us. Like, we were both very upset by it. Mm-hmm. He was like, I cannot give you what you deserve. And I'm like, you are older than me. You should be at a different place in your life. Mm-hmm. That's the problem I found with multiple people is that we are just not in the same place. But I feel like Jeff was also, and not not to his discredit, but mm-hmm. he he's a little more sheltered. He grew up in L.A. He has this family. He has these friend groups. Like, that's, but I think See? that that's. I think that that's the thing. And and as someone, and you and I both made yeah. the move from Texas. We made the move. We we decided these things for our lives. And whereas he has always sat in maybe a more comfortable place where, you know, he's not used to fighting for things. Sure. Maybe. Absolutely. And I, I want someone who's going to fight for you, Paige, yeah, personally. Thank you. Thank I don't, you. and I say it's, it's maybe, this sounds unrealistic, but I, 
Like, I will call someone a little bitch, but still not think they're a terrible person. Like, yeah. I, I think and he's a good person. Truly, I have to say, Jeff and I had a very good breakup. Uh-huh. We, we want the best for each other. Mm-hmm. We were in a very good place. Biggest issue we had, me and Jeff, um, is something he doesn't even know about. Okay. This is an exclusive. This is a love drunk exclusive. <laughs> a love drunk exclusive. A love drunk exclusive. So, the first guy I dated that I was actually interested in, mm-hmm. he has a name that is famous. And he would conscientiously use that to get people to sleep with him. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right? But so, and, and so that's also a complicated thing about dating someone that you are friends with first Sure. So you kind exactly. of, you heard about these shenanigans. Yeah. But then you started dating him. Yeah. That's he hilarious did. also. I mean, I mean, is. if I had famous parents, I'd do the same thing. It's a thing where it's like, I don't know what I would do in that yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. And looking at him, it's like, oh, that's what I would, I guess that's what they do. Yeah. But what he didn't know, and I never told him, was that I met all these girls that he had hooked up with he's a master of tinder and to me and to like our relationship was not it had nothing to do with that yeah i i know that did not care about who his parents were Mm -hmm. and so to them it was like a novelty it was like i slept with this famous person's kid like that was a thing but you so they had no problem telling me yeah that they had also slept with him but to me it was not a it novelty. was you had I just met this person and happened to person. like him yeah so they'd be like oh yeah i know someone who slept with him too and it was like oh great <laughs> wonderful i'm so happy to oh know my that gosh so to finish up i know you mentioned earlier that you have never felt romantic love Mm -hmm. which i appreciate because i've never felt romantic love either so but what does to you when i ask the words what does love feel like describe it in whatever way you feel fit so yeah i've never felt romantic love Mm mm-hmm I've never even been at the point where I was like, maybe I'm in love. Like, mm-hmm. I've ne- it's never even gotten to that point. In Same. Life. I agree. Right. Like, That's fine. Like I've yeah. never even confused feelings for love mm-hmm. before. Romantic love, at least. But I think, I think of love as like, once I am considering changing my life for someone or mm-hmm. moving to another place for mm-hmm. someone... Like, that's probably what romantic love is. It's like, if someone came to me and, like, I had to completely uproot my life for them, Mm -hmm. then maybe I would be able to. But you didn't feel cheated by it. You're like, this is a a thing that you would. Exactly. Once I am willing to change my life for someone, that's probably what love is. Mm -hmm. Or I'm also the kind of person where I don't want any one person to know everything about me. Okay. You know, I'm I'm yeah. sort of like I will reveal myself to people mm-hmm. in a little in little pieces. Mm-hmm. And once I meet somebody that it's like I want them to know everything about me, you're like that's it. That's probably what love is. Oh. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, that's what I so think. good. <laughs> oh. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thanks. For um, having me. Yes, of course. Yeah. Oh my god. So you have so you have a horrible pod. A horrible. A, <laughs> I added too many syllables. 
a horror rebel podcast. Uh-huh. And that's at a horror rebel pod. Yeah. So right? it's like horror, like the genre horror. Uh-huh. And then, and then also like horrible. Horrible. So yeah. horror rebel. And then um and then eight seven central is at at eight spelled out E I G H T. The number seven. Central. central. Do you and have an about, Instagram for that, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we do. So yeah, so at eight seven central, how can we follow your beautiful face on Instagram? Um, my Instagram handle is Paige Cat Smith. Um, having the last name of Smith, it's so like I I don't know what it's like to just have my name mm-hmm. as like anything. Mm-hmm. So it's Paige Cat Smith. P A I G E C A T S M I T H. Oh my gosh! And then same on Twitter. Uh huh. Same on so Instagram, on Twitter, Paige yeah. Cat Smith. Just like a page she has Cat some Smith. great tweets. You have just like very funny. Oh my gosh! Tweets. Oh my yeah. gosh! No, I so I like and retweet your. Oh my god! You had the funniest sketch <laughs> with the fucking blue because I also like wear blue lipstick regularly. <laughs> you do. Yeah, she I do. Kind of like wearing. Bold lip. Uh-huh. You know? And so when you posted that, oh my god. She has, Paige has hilarious sketches that she's a part of. Please, 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 yeah. please follow her on Instagram and Twitter if you want to catch up with these really, really funny sketches. Um, follow Love Drunk Love at, Drunk at yeah. Love Drunk Pod yeah. on Instagram and Twitter. Follow me at Sh- O Charlotte Rose on Instagram, mm-hmm. at O Char Rose on Twitter. Yeah. Anything else? I don't Are we so. good? I don't think so. I don't Thank remember you so what I've much. talked about for the last hour and a half. That's but... hilarious. We're going to cut it and it's yeah. going to be so good. And then that's the best thing about Love Drunk is I never remember. It's always a surprise when I'm editing it. And I'm like, ooh, what did wow. we talk about? Amazing. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much for being on here. And yes. thanks so much for listening, you guys. And all I have to say is, hey, be loved and stay drunk. True. And now the outro plays. Goodbye.